We've got football coming up tonight. The NFL season kicks off with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Houston Texans. Out on the diamond, it was a beautiful day for some baseball. And heading into 2020, many people thought there would be no high school football. Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 on your side, Sports Talk, with sports director Brian Bailey, Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell. All right, welcome back to the Not On Your Side Sports Podcast. I'm Brian Bailey, and today we are joined by, as always, Nolan Knight, Kelsey O'Donnell, our sports staff, and the MVP of our department these days. <laughs> he is Jason Boyd, and he is uh, joining us once again. Jason, how are you today? I'm good. Just getting ready for uh, an exciting night of football and basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when have we ever said that before? <laughs> All right, so what we've got going on as we sit here on this Thursday afternoon is we have second-round play in the state basketball playoffs, and we have several schools that decided not to play Friday night because of a threat of rain, so they're playing tonight. Uh, luckily for us, it's only a handful. For whatever reason, the, the ones right around our area are the ones yeah, that have decided. It, it's kind of good for us. Well, it yeah. is good for us as far as that goes. Easier. But you know, and, and all I heard throughout the pandemic – and whenever the thought was maybe we won't have high school football, as all the coaches said, we want to give the seniors and, and all these players that work so hard, we want to give them the whole Friday night experience, and we want to do this and that. And then the first Friday night, it's cloudy, and they take it away from them, and they, they play on Thursday night. They just can't wait to play. Yeah. You know what? Let's play on Thursday. That's my They've waited long enough. They're ready to go tonight. That's my big complaint. But we will have uh, games on Thursday night. We will have games on Friday night. We will have our debut, our season debut of Touchdown Friday. Friday on Friday night with some of the games from Thursday night. So when you look at the schedule, I mean, is there a way to look at the schedule and say that's an attractive matchup? I thought Rose Newburn was, but, you know, we don't know anything about these. They haven't played in so long. We don't know anything about these teams. I don't teams, think they do know anything about themselves yeah. at this point. Yeah, that's the thing is that you're going on name alone because you don't really know much about the athletes, you know, who's coming back, who's playing. I mean, you have a, a sense of things, but yeah, it's been so long since they've been on the field, you don't even know, you know, really what you're getting. So it's more of a rivalry standpoint than it is anything else. I mean, it, it helps to have the first game and the excitement from that standpoint, but it really doesn't go much further than that because you just don't know what you're walking into. Rose and Newburn will be our game of the week coming up this week. Now, you talked to Jeffrey a couple of weeks ago at Tarboro. Coach Craddock is what we call them, but you call him Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey Allen. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Allen. But uh, and, and they're in a COVID situation. They don't even get to play on the first week. And when you only have seven weeks to play seven games, you know, that's a big deal too. It is a big deal. And, you know, looking at Tarboro, they're such a powerhouse team. And coming back into the season, what are you going to get? Who's coming to the table? I was over at um, D.H. Conley this afternoon talking to head coach Nate Connor, And, you know, he said that despite all of this pushback and everything – when you turn on those lights on Friday night, it's still a Friday night, and they're excited to be able to play some football and definitely are not taking it for granted um, that they are, whether it be Thursday or Friday night, they're excited just to get back out on the field. All right, Conley will be playing Southern Wayne. That is a Friday night game uh, coming up uh, on Friday. I think it's a 6 o'clock kickoff, if I'm not mistaken. The problem we have, too, is that all these leagues are playing at different times. We've got mm -hmm. sixes. We've got 6.30s. We've even got a 7.30 tonight because Green Central has a soccer game. So they're going to play soccer in the afternoon. That field won't be tore up very very badly, <laughs> will it? They'll be, they'll be playing all – A couple of good days. Yeah. Football and football, right? right? Because a little soccer. And have little... some fans in the stands as well, which I think that's yeah. exciting. And that's on Friday. And that's another reason. All these guys that decide to play Thursday, they can't have any fans still or very limited. 
But on Friday, it all opens up that they can have at least a, a limited amount of fans. And yeah. that's, that's going to make a difference. It's weird because, yeah, you're right. The governor uh, yesterday extended the executive order that said that more uh, people can be at outdoor events, uh, indoor events, things like that. So you're going to see the hurricanes and, you know, the hornets and stuff have more fans indoors. But for high school games and such, you'll have more people. So it's kind of weird. Do you play tonight? With fewer fans, do you play tomorrow with more fans and maybe get wet? It's like you, you can't win either, either way you do it. Yeah, and, and the key word is maybe get wet because it's not like a hurricane coming. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Jerry Jackson had it 20%. Now, I think it's gone up to like 40 or 50, but that's a coin flip, and it's not supposed to be a complete rainout. And as soon as I say that, it will be a deluge. <laughs> that's a word uh, coming up on Friday. So, question for you guys. With the fans coming back, do you think we will now have a home field advantage go into play with some people being able to be there? I don't know how much the, the fans – you, you'll always have a home field advantage not having to be on the bus ride. I think that that has a big deal to do with it. But I think, you know, you know, Brian was talking about having the Friday night experience and maybe having some of your classmates in the, fan, in the stands and not just your parents will, you know – you know, get the juices flowing a little bit more, especially pregame when people start showing up and when you're on the field looking in the stands, all right, who's here, who's here, oh, Stacy's here. You know, that, that that'll, I think really plays into the to the whole Friday night thing. Yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, Nate Connor. Uh, he said something a couple weeks ago about having, you know, the kindly crazies, having those kids out there to kind of cheer on the fans. We, we, we saw what, you know, really has happened to Duke in, in basketball, how much better – would Duke be with all the Cameron crazies and such? And so it's interesting to see the, the dichotomy as far as fans being in the stands and not being in the stands. But I think it would be helpful. I mean, teams like Walsh Rose Hill and, you know, J.H. Rose that have such a huge following, I think it will only help them. Uh, for the rest of them, you know, it will certainly be good to have just bodies in the stands. And I think that's the one thing that I've noticed in watching sports is, is how much I've missed the fans. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's one thing, you know, March, April, and May, we were just – praying that we would get sports back and then we did in a bubble in the nba and in nascar the first nascar started with the what, what were they the computer the computer i racing. Yeah, yeah i, I was racing. all in i watched i watched every race every lap was, of those things. i was trying to play and wreck somebody but i couldn't figure out how to get into their race but uh but that's how it started and then we, we started getting sports back but there's still no fan even ba- baseball was really strange to me and if i see another cardboard cutout <laughs> I mean, I hope That's they start the question chunking now. those with, things. With, with whatever capacity is allowed now, are, are they going to still have the cardboard? When do you take the cardboard cutouts out? Because people paid for them. Yesterday, you take them out. <laughs> they should already be taken out. I, I did. I paid for one for Bella for baseball because she, she loves she loves Matt so Bridges better get for East whole Carolina, season, right? and so I, I I paid for her one. And the guys over there said they were going to give her a good spot. So we'll see. Where Have you she, seen where it's at? Not not yet. I paid late. I got busy doing some stuff and forgot about it, and then I I went ahead and paid. I paid about a week ago, so it should be up. I think it's a two week turnaround. So we'll see where Bella ends up at Clark LeClaire Stadium. But that'll be good. All right, let's turn <laughs> uh, turn our attention to, to uh, basketball, high school basketball, second round of the state playoffs. You know, the big game coming up tonight is Farmville Central and South Granville, and I was doing some research on that game uh, before we came up here. Uh, last year, just a, just an unbelievable contest, and then this year they played at Farmville, and Farmville won again. But if I'm Farmville, man, that's a that's a tough second-round game to go there, even though there are no fans. Luckily for Farmville, they can't get any fans in there right now. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned earlier in the week about the the blind draw and how you know that was just 
uh, detrimental to both the boys and the girls' mm-hmm. teams having to travel and such. I mean, even if Farmville somehow comes away from this game tonight with, you know, uh, a thrilling win, I mean, there's more than likely a chance they'll play Kinston. And, you know, they've had, uh, you know, rivalry uh, with them too. And the, just every game's going to be tough. They're going to be on the road. And so it's not a very good uh, uh, situation for them. But you're right, those last two games they've played have just been classics. And, you know, we used to talk about how the, the best NFL team in the uh, NFC was kind of playing for the Super Bowl. That might be the chance there with Farmville and South Granville tonight. Yeah. And, and you think about Farmville having to go to Kinston, and that's just that that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. But that's what could happen. I mean, if, if both survive coming up tonight, DH Conley has a doubleheader. Their girls' team has had a, just a wonderful season, and so and they survived in overtime in round one. And that's kind of what you do. I, I talked to Rob Maloney earlier today, and he said, you know, it's, it's the old Jim Valvano theory: you got to survive in advance. And and he says that the team they're playing tonight, uh, Northwood, is really really tall, really big kid. But he said they're really, really young. So he likes his chances coming up tonight. That'd be interesting to see who can make it to round three. Those uh, Conley girls can shoot the lights out. I, I was surprised that that game went into overtime in round one because Conley had a pretty sizable lead. They missed some free throws down the stretch, which actually forced the overtime. And, and But those Conley girls can shoot the three ball. It's incredible. Uh, I, I wish I knew the names, but there's one girl that she, she hit like four in a row down the stretch. It was it was pretty neat. And, and, and we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that South Central boys you know had the COVID issues uh, right at the last minute had to forfeit their first round game their season ends and the girls Chris, Chris well. Cherry yeah, and the girls had their theirs actually came at the end of the tournament so that's when they and they basically the same thing but uh, Chris Cherry just a class act just a really really good guy over there at South Central and uh, he's done such a great great job and you just you know it's just it's 2020 now it's 2021 and you just want to get this thing behind us and and i hope we never ever have to go through anything like this but it, it's so unfair because you know in college you know they're giving all the players you know another year if they want it but in high school you don't get that and that's kind of what we did we did a commercial spot or a promo spot for touchdown friday and i tried to you know express that the, the fact that you know they lost their proms they've lost their you know the, mm-hmm. the plays that they do you know you know the drama department and bella was supposed to be in greece I mean, she was all fired up. She had one line, and she memorized it, and then it got canceled last year. So she never got to do that. But these kids have lost so much, and uh, I just hope we can give them something back with, with Touchdown Friday and you know covering the high school basketball playoffs. And hopefully some of these teams will make it a long way. State championships are you know right around the corner because they've jammed everything into this thing. Yeah, it's a try, short little season for in, so. football as well. It's short there. Anything on high school basketball, Kelsey, you want to – No, just my heart goes out to South Central. I mean, I can't credit them enough for how much they've worked this season. And, you know, it plays a toll on the parents, too. Like, listening to the emotional strain that, you know, their players are having, your season's done. It's almost equal, if not worse, to having sports canceled last year because this was their chance, their one shot at, you know, a state championship. So, great season on their end, and uh, we'll look forward to next year as well. All right, let's move to East Carolina Pirate Baseball. Pirates swept Rhode Island uh, to open up the season, and then East Carolina beat Duke in a, in a battle of nationally ranked teams. And I say battle of nationally ranked teams because we don't know who's ranked what because there's so many different <laughs> rankings. Even East Carolina, I haven't asked Malcolm about that yet, but in the afternoon it was number 16 versus number, number 11. 11. They said it on the website and everything. And by the time we got to the game time, it was 22 against 25, right? Yep. Duke was 25, think, yeah. East Carolina was 22. 
I went to send out a tweet and I was like, I had 16 versus 11. I was like, let me double check that. And I went on the website, I said 25, 23, whatever yeah. it was. And I don't know why we have so many different rankings for college baseball. Why we can't just have, you know, because the, the um, college football has the Associated Press and then the USA Today coaches poll. And that's pretty much what basketball does as well. Mm-hmm. But why is baseball like, like they are? Well, baseball used to be just Baseball America. That was the, the poll it seemed right. like that most uh, colleges fell, by, fell back on. But now you got collegiate baseball, you know, like I said, USA today perfect game it's odd yeah it's odd they, the associated press doesn't do one you know, right because they do everything else so yeah it's you pretty much just have to say a battle of nationally ranked teams because like you said the numbers they change all the time and what they probably should do is and i'm not as smart as most people but what they probably should do is just take all the rankings add them all up and then give you a composite ranking and just and just say it you that, know, i rank, think would be the easiest rank, or if you know composite ranking of 17 i would just, just take the highest ranking for you know oh we got ranked number one and and EastCarolinaBaseball.com. All right, we'll be the number one team. has us at number one. Uh, very impressed with the Pirate Baseball team this past weekend. Their pitching is so deep. Uh, they hit the long ball the, the first four games at least. They've hit it, hit it really, really well. Um, you know, the first game went to extra innings, and the job that Cam Colmore, the former South Central Falcon, did, he's in his sixth year at East Carolina. He comes into the game with the bases loaded, one out, a 2-0 count on the batter. So you're already down 2-0 when you come into the game. And he threw a fastball for a strike. And then I'm not sure what the pitch was. I think it was something down because he got the ground ball to short. They turned two. And the Pirates went on to win in extra innings. But that was that was a really cool game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great way to start this season. The Pirates are one of just the few teams in the country that still have not trailed during the game. That's about as close as you can get extra innings. And then uh, Christian Smallwood wins it for him on Friday night to kind of yep. kick off the season and get this snowball rolling. And the funny thing is Smallwood's done that twice now as a pinch hitter. He's won a game. And uh, Cliff Godwin said as a player, and Cliff Godwin was a great baseball player at East Carolina out of Snow Hill at Green Central. And he never had a walk-off hit to win a game. <laughs> so he has got two already. Yeah, so he's got two already. But the Pirates uh, hit the road this weekend. That'll be a little different, you know. When you go on the road, you know things things have a t- tendency to, to change a little bit. With the Pirate pitching, I think they'll stay with the same deal. And we still haven't seen Gavin Williams yet because he's 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 got a chance to be a first-round draft pick if he has a good year. Now he's off to a slow start because of the injury, but hopefully they'll get him back and ready to go. Well, it is interesting, too. I was talking to Malcolm Gray this week, and he said, traditionally, you take a bus out to wherever you're going, and this year they're taking their ECU bus plus three separate vans, so that way everyone can socially be socially distant on the bus. So that's a, a different dynamic because a lot of the bonding, the team bonding, comes when you're on the bus and get to be together, and you know you break down your games or just talk about your overall life. So I thought that was a pretty um, unique situation that not only East Carolina but other teams are in as well. I think it's important that they're going on the road. They don't have many road games before the conference schedule wraps, like starts up. So the fact that they can get some experience on the road early, I think, is pretty good because they're at home a lot before the conference schedule starts. Very quickly, let's talk basketball. East Carolina and pause for the men. They hope to get back. I was with Joe Dooley earlier today, and they hope to get back. I think it's Thursday of uh, this coming week. Uh, a week from tonight, as a matter of fact, UCF comes to town, and then they close out the regular season hosting Cincinnati on that Sunday. And the ECU women, Cincinnati came to town with like a 4-15 and record last night, and the lady's name, I believe, was Imari Thomas, and she went for 51. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Menchie's Coliseum, Williams Arena record, 51 points. And I watched – I had some highlights of it last night, and – how many points I mean, did they score? Uh, they, I think it was 76. That's incredible. 
I think that was uh, that was whatever the total. amount of field goals she had. They had like ten more after that. So it was you yeah. Know, yeah. I mean, and, and she was twenty of twenty-seven from the field, and and she had ten offensive rebounds. I mean, somebody's got to block her out. <laughs> I mean, sometimes coaching is not brain surgery. Somebody's got to get in front of her and not let her get those rebounds. And I didn't see her take a shot over two or three feet away. I mean, she wasn't socially distancing with the basket at all. <laughs> she was well within the six feet. So she had a big big night and. Uh, Kim McNeil and company have to kind of regroup from there and try to get things going. But, you know, all of these teams just have, have really struggled with COVID and with, you know, because you see a team lose a game they probably shouldn't, and you wonder, you know, did they have some people out with COVID? Mm-hmm. You know, was something going on? Tonight Thompson, I think, led them. I think she had 19 last night to lead the uh, ECU women. But uh, hopefully uh, the men will get back to work and uh, get things going. they got to be getting bored. I mean, Coach Coach Dooley was at the baseball game <laughs> the other day just trying to, I guess – Spend some time since you can't spend it at practice. I asked him, how, you know, what do you do in your spare time? And he said, I watch a lot of tape, watch a lot of live games, and then I watch some more tape. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's got to be boring. All right, let's close it out. Go around the horn. You got anything you want to add to our little podcast before we get out? We got a lot of work to do tonight, a lot of work to do tomorrow. No, just super busy and happy that sports are back and we're ready to get rolling with Touchdown Friday. All right, Nolan, what do you got? Yeah, be sure to tune into the show this Friday. It should be an exciting one and, and- – should try to get to as many games as possible. All right, Jason. And you've worked with other stations in the market. Now you're with the best. What exactly. do you think? Exactly. <laughs> I'm certainly excited about it. I was curious. I wanted to ask Kelsey real quick, if I can. Uh, the lacrosse season, you know, this is a very That's young uh, team, and you've got a chance to actually see them in person. How much do you think they've progressed? you played the game. You, you kind of have a sense of what it's about. Yeah, I think they're definitely progressing at a rate they need to be. They're 2-2 two and two on the season right now. Um, currently have two starters out, one with COVID, one with uh, contact tracing. So they're running into a little bit of a roadblock. But there's a lot of players that are getting able to play, a lot of young players that um, head coach Amanda Moore was saying, you know, these girls that came in and were a part of that original team may not be playing as much anymore because they needed to start a team. They're still great players, but a lot of these recruits that they've um, had over the years are starting to step up and uh, play big for the Pirates. And let me tell you that Kelsey O'Donnell makes her ESPN Plus debut on Sunday. She'll be part of the broadcast team for East Carolina and Duke. So congratulations on yeah. that. And uh, you're buying lunch for us all next week. because Yeah, wish that. me luck. Uh, hopefully I won't say anything bad <laughs> about <laughs> Bailey. Yeah, exactly. If my name comes up during a lacrosse game, you got a real story. That's uh, most certainly. All right, that is our podcast for today. For uh, Jason Ward, Nolan Knight, Kelsey O'Donnell, I'm Brian Bailey. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you on the tube.